You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Rash Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Rash. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 179th episode of the Joe Mays and Jay Rash Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host Jay Rash. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, you know, kind of continuing on. Uh, through through our uh, extended fall topics for uh, through the summer, um, you know, and and that's that's quite okay. Uh, there there has been no dramatic turnaround in in Major League Baseball that makes us want to really address that at, at in any length. Um, so uh, we're we're I'm fine talking football. Football season is essentially mid June if you start previews like we do this early through the draft whenever that's held. So end of April, early May. So you essentially have one month break and like, and that's the kind of the way the show has devolved and now completely focuses around football almost exclusively. It doesn't help that people like, uh, well, the, the Phillies, the, the Flyers, the, the Sixers, yeah. uh, sent, they're all awful. I sent out the group text earlier this week and it was kind of stunning to me when I was thinking through it. Cause I didn't, I was pretty sure I knew who I would pick, but I said, which Philadelphia team is going to be the next two I don't know if I said win a conference championship or appear in a national. Yeah, I don't remember what you said. But either way, I think the statement still stands. And I don't. I mean, I think I know. I think you have to pick the Eagles because I, I feel like they are the closest. Not saying that they're going to do it this year, but just in terms of they're not a complete and utter failure right now. Right. And not that the Flyers are a complete and utter failure, but there's a lot of strong teams ahead of them. Yeah, didn't make the playoffs, so I guess you could say that's a failure. The, um, when eight teams make it, but then you know, I would the Sixers are not close, no. and you have the best player in the league in your division, right? Or in your, in conference. your conference, yeah. So that's going to be incredibly tough. And then in baseball, Phillies are historically bad. This might be the worst Phillies team of our lifetime. Record. I mean, that's crazy to think about because some of those teams terrible teams. Were, Terrible. And it's hard to think that some of these guys are playing on a team that could be one of right. the worst. In the it's hard to it's hard to fathom this, but there's some people that that are thinking now is when the wheels are going to fall off, and that makes you think the wheels hadn't, hadn't fall fallen off, off already. Like we weren't the wagon wasn't down. just sitting there. <laughs> we weren't just tumbling down the street, losing people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, Ryan Sandberg resigned uh, just a few days ago. At first, I was mad. I thought, oh man, he really quit on the team. But then, you know what? They're bringing in the guy probably to be the president of the team, the guy who was one of the people making the decision to not hire him in Chicago. Right. The team's doing poorly. They can kind of see where he can see the direction right. that the upper-level organization and team manager was heading, and uh, why not go out on your own terms? Right. And, like, we're not going to go a lot into this. I think – I feel bad for him because I really feel like this is an unfortunate situation to get your first real shot at being a major league manager – at the same time, he did nothing to really prove that, like, hey, I really should be a major league manager. So, yeah, he made um, some head-scratching moves or didn't make some moves that should have been made, right. and uh, this is where we are. So he got, um, what, a full season and two partial seasons, one a partial at the end and now a partial at the beginning. So I'm not even sure he made it a full two seasons. I don't think no, he no, no, there was only a full in between. 
it was partial full partial so then that's that and that era is over um the, that the heyday of the Phillies era over ended in 2011 essentially right. when Brian Howard tore his Achilles that, that was, was literally the end of of the great Philly squads from you know I say 07 to 11 because those are the teams that that won you know, division banners or, or better but actually I mean, the, those Philly teams were building since like 2002 Right. Like even back at the end of the BOA regime, before Manuel right. got it, things were trending upwards. They were going 500, and then they get a few games above. And right. I remember in 05 or 06, both times they were in the last few games, they were pushing for a wild card spot, and they, they weren't able I to break through and get it. I believe it was 06 when they traded Abreu. And yeah, he everyone he counted out, out and said, it's going to be a few years before we can we compete. Like, we're not even worried about competing. And, and they, they made the playoffs yep. the next year. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of people are kind of pushing him out the door. Like, it's I feel like his heart's not really in it, but he still has the back of like Ruben Amaro Jr. and like people who a lot of people want to see gone. Um, yeah. So it's gonna it's only gonna get worse. I don't think it's gonna get it better uh, for the Phillies in the immediate future, meaning this season. So um, look out, there could be plenty of fallout there. So. All right, so we're talking football the rest of the show. We're finishing or continuing our NFL preview. This is week two of eight of the preview. We are still out on the West Coast, but we're going to go to the National Football Conference this week, focusing on an interesting division, um, one that was expected to be one of the best in football last year. At times, it lived up to the hype, but uh, one specific team I definitely think fell fell short, and they've fallen off a cliff now, uh, being the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks probably still sitting pretty at top, but it's interesting to see what we'll get from the Cardinals and Rams. So Justin and I are going to get into that all very shortly but first we do want to remind you that this is an interactive show we love to uh, talk with our fans and listeners and justin has some of that information on contacting us for you right now yeah we'd love to have your take on uh, any of the you know teams or you know outcomes that we kind of talk about tonight um you can call the show using the mace Sanders shop hotline at 530-563-6297 again 530-563-6297 you can also uh, email the show using the mace Sanders shop email inbox at JoeMaze and JRAF at gmail.com. Again, JoeMaze and JRAF at gmail.com. We also have a social media presence. Obviously, we're on the basics, Facebook and Twitter. Those are the ones that we utilize regularly, especially Facebook. Uh, we have that up during the show. We try to post reminders and links uh, to the upcoming shows. And, uh, you know, like our page there, follow us on Twitter at JoeMaze and JRAF. And as always, over the last few weeks, we've been mentioning we do have a new website, it's a great place to get caught up with all things Justin and Joey here on the radio show. Uh, it's simple to get there, JoeMazeAndJRAF.com, or even simpler, JMNJR.com will get you there. And like I said, it has our upcoming schedule. It has a great contact section. It has links to the past shows actually built into the webpage, uh, audio through SoundCloud, and video embedded from our YouTube page. So you can find everything and just get caught up all on our website, JoeMazeAndJRAF.com. All right, first and only topic of the evening on episode 179 of the Joe Mays and JRAF show is the continuation of our 2015 NFL preview. Yes, the end of June, and we're already on the second division of eight in our NFL preview, but that's sometimes that's just the way it works out. And with uh, the other Philadelphia sports failing so much, and that's not quite to the end of the Women's World Cup, because I'd love to be talking about the women in the championship game the next time we're on the show, which the game will have been over by then. So hopefully we're congratulating um, Abby Wildock, Alex Morgan, and Hope Solo, and all the ladies playing for Team USA. Allie Krieger as well, former Penn State graduate. So, um, a lot of uh, a lot of great soccer players um, playing in the Women's World Cup right now. 
and um, the U.S. will be playing rival Germany yeah. in the semifinals. Top uh, two teams Tuesday, in the world. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. So Tuesday um, night. Yeah, top two teams in the world, um, according to the rankings. Um, and that's because of the way the pool play works out, you know, where you end up slotted. Uh, it's not like a traditional tournament, um, per se, where the top right. two teams wouldn't meet until the final. Here, the top two teams are meeting in the semifinal, and that's just the way it kind of plays out. And that's not unique to women's soccer. That's how soccer is run. I, unfortunately, you know, because I'm not – I'm obviously a soccer novice. I'm, I'm much more a fan of the women's game than, than the men's game, but I don't actually even know who the other two teams left in the other um, semi are. England it's, and Japan. I was going to say it's Japan. Yep. Cause, so that's actually a great opportunity for U.S. beat either the best team in the world or the team considered your rival in, in, in yeah, talent. You would, and then in the final, possibly vanquish. Uh, whoever wins. The top three teams. I, I don't know where Japan is ranked, but I believe they've won two or well, they won, they two, won or two of the last three like, women's World Cups. So, like, they are one of the best teams generally regarded as one of the best teams. Germany and the U.S. are, are great teams. And then you have England, who is a, a good team, but making their first sem- World Cup semifinal appearance ever. Um, on the they, beat, side. they beat the host Canada. Yeah, sorry, on the women's side. Um, they beat the host Canada last night. Um, Huge. Yeah. So I, I wanted. To, I was hoping it was Japan, just because I'd like to see the U.S. be able to, to you know, a little revenge for 2011. Right. So. Exactly. You you want to see. I mean, as much as you want your team to kind of win, and sometimes you know whatever it takes, you know that means playing weaker teams. So be it. But it's more fun when your team beats the best teams, you know, like it. So if they beat Germany and Japan here in the last two. Oh, they're clearly the best. Man, they earned it. Yeah. yeah man, you earn it. Um, they have some ridiculous streak right now, the women's team of not giving up a goal in like 400 some minutes of, of game time or something. Well, they, they shut out everyone since the beginning. Like the first right. game was the only game that they right. scored, And they right? gave up a goal early in that game. Right. Like, so it's been a long time. Yeah. And yeah. hope so let's have one go faster. So good luck for the ladies Tuesday night, hopefully in, in two Sundays, um, July 12th, when we're back here to talk um, uh, AFC South, we can congratulate the ladies on winning uh, World Cup, the first in in a, in a while. They've done well in the Olympics, but they've struggled to capture the World right. Cup crown now in, in a couple of go-rounds. So good luck to the women's national team. All right, we've got about 20 minutes left, so we've got five minutes per team here in the, uh, a, or excuse me, the NFC West. I think we'll do something a little bit different this week, and I think we should just run down all four. Okay. And uh, – and uh, and then we'll you know we'll dive into the discussion. Right, I'm gonna let you go first and All give right. me my, my your Ooh. one to four. Or if you want to start crappy to best, we Let's can do that. Crappy as well. to best. All right, who, who's your bottom feeder then? I'm going 49ers. <laughs> oh man, that one. I mean, I'm not a fan, but right, yeah, you know. crazy um, to think about that, right? I think they've fallen a long way. I I really don't know enough about uh, the new coach to say what I think is going to happen there long term. I think he's going to get an unfair amount of heat this year um but you look at it they lost regardless of what you think of him and he does wear thin on people but to lose harbaugh and like he, he you look what he did for that team like they went from bad to super bowls and then they they fell off last year but we we nailed that, we nailed that one yeah i just think Sometimes you'll see a little bump when you, when you get rid of that coach that it was just driving everyone nuts. Yep. It, the problem is a lot of the key guys who may or may not have been driven nuts by Harbaugh are like just went up and quit. And quit. Not quit. But I, I don't mean it to sound like getting that debate of, oh, they quit on the team. But they had a bunch of guys retire. 
Right. And some most he died. Almost, I, all, if not all of them, almost all of them said it was because of health injury. Right. Right. Yeah. I just mean a, a lot, almost to a T, every one of them mentioned, you know, they're weighing the risk of playing football versus the rewards of playing football. And, you know, I, hey, that's that's their decision. You know, best of luck to them in in whatever they choose to do now. Um, I I can't help but think though that playing for years under a coach that you may not get along with helps diminish your love and desire to keep playing. For oh, I'm sure like, it does. Now, whether that's a tangible thing because he's gone, I don't know, and I can't speak for those guys. But that just wears on you, you know, like. They become long seasons, especially last year when you're not as successful as everyone thinks you should be. That that can really wear. And that 16-game season, which, you know, you add on the four preseason games and the training camp and all that stuff, that becomes – it seems much longer. It probably felt like a 24-game season last year. It probably felt longer than their Super Bowl run season. You know what I mean? Just the way things were going. They lose a, a lot of key guys, specifically a lot of key defensive guys. But they lost Patrick Willis, Vernon Davis, too, who I know has had his ups and downs, but still, you know, is, is talented. But then you you look at like Kaepernick, huge unknown. Um, I think Vernon Davis retired. Maybe he didn't. But um, but anyway, I don't think so. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, I know that one breaking, doesn't sound breaking, familiar. Yeah, yeah breaking, breaking, breaking news. Um, we're, we're the new TMZ sports, yeah. right? So anyway, but still, they lost a bunch of guys on offense. They lost Frank Gore, you know. Yeah. Um, to, to the Eagles, right? <laughs> now he's an Indian. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that um, next show. But you know, I I just don't know if they have the pieces in place to kind of regroup. They also, I think, they're going to struggle, like with Kaepernick, like. Um, a lot of people felt like Harbaugh made Kaepernick, you know. We'll uh, find out quickly. Right, right. On the other hand, you could look last year though. Did did Harbaugh make Kaepernick not as good? You know, like I, I don't know. Like I, yeah. I think there's so many unknowns there, and many of the possibilities are if everything works in their favor. Right, if everything works in their favor, I still think they might be an eight or nine win team. You know, if everything breaks in their favor. So in reality, I probably have them like six or seven wins. That's my guess. I think there's still enough talent there to win some games, but I also think they're going to be in a really tough division without having gone through the others. Last year, they won eight. I think they they were eight and eight in third. I definitely think they win fewer. So I think you're talking six. I I would say six. I think If I put it at six, I'd say it's more likely to have less than six than more than six. Because I feel like we could easily be sitting here in the middle of October and be like, man, the wheels were only starting to fall off. You're like right. All the you, guys you're, I, I could you see know? that. I, I mean, I agree. I have the 49ers in last. One I, of the things they talk about is the depth of these NFL teams. And when you have a lot of retirees all in one spot and you have a lot of guys pushed into the starting lineup at once, when you get those injuries, there's no one there to step in, you know, because you weren't accounting for losing a bunch of good guys all at once. I don't know where I got that Vernon Davis thing in my head. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure either. But I'm trying to think uh, of just some of the other guys that have retired. I know Borland, Willis, and Justin Smith were like the three big ones. But yeah. I know there was another one or two. And, uh, yeah, with Har- Harbaugh leaving and, right, right. and Kaepernick's um, fall off a bit. I, I agree. I just think they're going to be the worst team out there. There doesn't seem to be a lot of confidence around Tom Sula. So, I, I just think uh, – they missed their opportunity. They made it to three NFC championship games, one to one, two bowl, couldn't take, get it done. And 
Now, you know, now the door's right. swinging the other way. Right. Their, their window has closed. Yeah. And um, they're, and they're I, in rebuild Part of that mode. is because of the other teams. Do you want me to just run through the other three real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go Rams in the third spot. Um, I'm going to go Cardinals in the second spot and Seahawks in the top spot. Okay. Um, now, to kind of elaborate on that, I think the Rams are going to take a step forward. Um, man, I so thought they were better than 6-10 and 10 last year. I think they um, came – well, they were 2-3 and three in their last five. So. Right. You know, I was going to say, I think they came out at the end, but 2-3. and three They're having exactly. a lot of quarterback issues last year. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Nick Foles does there. You know, I – I don't know. Did they extend him, or are they working on the They're extension? They're working on yeah. it, I think. They're working on an extension there. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think, I think Nick Foles is a good fit for St. Louis in that they're going to run the ball a lot. I don't, I don't think that he's the long-term answer, but he's better than what they had last year. And I'm, right. obviously, I don't mean Bradford because he didn't play. Right. I'm talking about all the other guys they ran out there. Because they're running out of like retirement. And now they added Todd Gurley. Yep. And their defense has been right. very, very strong. Well, even if the defense Although takes, last year they well, gave up a lot of points. Right. But if the defense gives up, like, takes a step back, I think the offense is going to take two steps forward. So I think they're still – I think they're going to be better than last year. I put them around eight, nine wins at the most. I don't really see them winning more than nine. But I could see them as a 500 team, definitely. So I'm going to put them eight or nine wins. I think here's the thing though, if they if they're eight wins or less, does Jeff Fisher's seat start to get warm? Really yeah. Especially with is this team going to be in St. Louis yeah, moving all forward? You know, like because you see that all the time when a team's looking to move. Because yeah, we, we basically saw it with the news this week in the NFL that the NFL is looking for the temporary stadium things situation. Yep. That's their kind of way of reining in these teams and trying to settle. Because all these teams are trying to vie for that spot in San or not San Los, oh, Angeles. In Los Angeles, and so the NFL is trying to control it a little bit, which they do have control there. But you see it a lot where a team's going to move and they just kind of clean, you know, they'll fire the coach, they'll get all new, you know, bringing in big hires and stuff like that. I think Jeff Fisher's a good coach. I I think he's got them on the right path, but they need to get at least eight. I think nine wins and he's safe there. Eight, I I still think he's safe. I don't know if that's Jeff Fisher wearing off on me, though, just because he kind of exudes the stability like he did in Tennessee. Right, yeah, and um, I agree on that, that point. Um, I actually – I'm going to go out on a limb and flip-flop the middle teams. I, I thought about um, it. I am going to keep the Seahawks at the top, and I think that with the way the 49ers have fallen off, I don't see any challengers right. to them as the best team in that division. You know, they have basically have everyone back, and they added Jimmy Graham. Right. So, you know, right. it, it's, um, you know, I know they lost some secondary pieces. Yeah, but they also have some guys going. back from injury. Right. They, so, like, uh, so, you know, they just got to, they're just going to keep plugging along. You know, they, they could easily be back to back Super Bowl champions, vying for a third straight. Um, I doubt Pete Carroll calls Russell Wilson's name over Marshawn Lynch often on the goal line anymore, if ever again. But I definitely think the Seahawks are especially by far and away the best team in the division. Conspiracy theory, especially since the contract situation is exactly. gone the other way. Correct. He's going to hand it off. They're going to run the ball 60 times a game. Absolutely. <laughs> the reason I have the Rams on top of the Cardinals is no reason pretty much whatsoever. <laughs> I guess I don't know that I buy into the Cardinals as a reasonable challenger to the Seahawks. I, and I guess a lot of people say, why are the Rams? Re-? And they're not really a reasonable challenger. I'm kind of saying these are both teams pushing for the last wild card spot. 
I think both Arizona and St. Louis are destined for nine or ten wins. Um, and I'll keep both of them at nine or ten, And but I'll give the edge to the Rams. I just – I don't know. The Cardinals had a great home field advantage last year, but sh- can Carson Palmer play the whole year? I guess is my question. And, and that's kind of how I'm <laughs> banking on them being too, is that he is playing the whole year. And I think their offense takes a big step forward, and their defense at least is as good as last year. They were – you could argue that through the first half of the season, they were the best team in football. Um, Which is crazy to think because nothing stands out about them whatsoever no, at all. No, and, and Even Larry Fitzgerald, like it's not Larry Fitzgerald of five right. years ago. And, and you want to look at it like people – Eagles fans were mad about how they played the second half of the season. Arizona, that's a game they should have won. If they win that game, they make the playoffs, you know. Um, yeah, there were a bunch of games that – if the Eagles win, they make the playoffs, you know, because they would have been tied with Arizona um, and then they would have beaten them head to head, you know? So, right. um, yeah, it's just, I think that's one where they had, they had threw the ball into the end zone at the end of the game, I believe. Um, and, and couldn't come down with it. Um, also that's the game. Um, Huff dropped the ball inside the five yard line, you know, like they, they had a bunch of mistakes and they lost by four. So that's a perfect example of a game that comes back to get you at the end. I, I just feel like Arizona took a step forward last year and did it without a quarterback for most of the year. Um, if they can get a quarterback, looks like middle of November is when Carson Palmer went down. They can have a quarterback, even if he can play 14 games, I think they're, they make the playoffs. I'm going to put them at nine or ten wins, and I think they make the playoffs. Okay, so we're 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 pretty close in agreement. We're saying we both think 49ers are at six. You think six or less? I, I'll say push at six. I think they're six and ten, and we have both have kind of the Rams Cardinals flip flop nine to ten wins. With I have the Rams on top, you have the Cardinals on top. I honestly could see the Seahawks winning thirteen or or more. Yeah, uh, I just. You know, last year I was a little bit, and I'm not so sure about them. At the beginning of the year, the first, like, third of the season, I mean, even at the, what, the two-thirds of the way mark or whatever, three-quarters of the way through, they were eight and four. Right. They weren't incredible. And then, you know, next thing, they win four straight, and then they go run through the playoffs, and they have that great comeback against the Packers. Um, they They're probably could have, should have, would have won the Super Bowl. They're a team you could see it coming, like, at the end of the year. And we talk about that, it seems like, every year. They just kind of at the right see time. it coming, see it coming, and man, they just get hot and relatively healthy, and they just start mowing teams down. Yeah, and that's it is interesting to see how the Russell Wilson contract will work right. out. I honestly, I think they're very well suited for it to not affect the the play on the field, though. Um, but you never know. I mean, especially if things go south. Let's talk about that contract situation just for a second. I mean, I don't want to get you away from other things that it, it, you want to talk about here, but the Port Star is asking to be the highest paid. Now, it's negotiation, so we take that into account, but he's asking to be the highest paid player in NFL. In no the NFL. way. No way. Like, I, I completely agree with you on that. However, do you think he's justified in setting his bottom? I was hearing the discussion on this setting his bottom at what Cam Newton got paid. Yes. I, I setting agree. his bottom, sure. But his top <laughs> is not above Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, You don't think he's making more than $22 million a year for five years, which is what Aaron well, I know, and this is a weird thing because of what just Ryan Tannehill went through. Right. But 
I just Russell Wilson, like, and I love the kid. Like, I, I know, nothing I know, like, I know. I but know. looking at him, like, it just this shouldn't be working. And I feel like it's got to <laughs> catch up at some point. And I know people will say, well, look at Drew Brees. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson's a little more athletic than Drew Brees. I know the height, the height comparisons are there, and the Big Ten pedigree. Well, I know Russell Wilson played a lot of SEC State too one year at Wisconsin, but you know, whatever. He's better with Right, exactly. I'm just like, I just, I, when I see these reports of the numbers that he wants, and I understand why the Seahawks are just like, no, this is they're not doing this. But here's here's the thing, and it'll be interesting, especially if they get off to a hot start. They get off to, you just said they could win 13 games this year or more. If you're sitting there, just, what if they go out and win another Super Bowl? You've been to three straight and you've won two of them. This spring? Yeah. Well, yeah, this spring coming up. And then you've got the guy. So a lot of people, it's like Joe Flacco, we, we agree that his number is really high. Like the his contract was really high. He bet on himself and he won. He won the Super Bowl the year going into his free agency. You could have Russell Wilson. And I know we talk about, you know, it, it's more than just him. They have a great defense, all these things. That's See, true of every Super Bowl team, though. He could win two out of three and one play away from that third. Yeah. Like, if you don't pay him, you have to think someone else is. This someone is else no, is going to pay him. I mean, you know, this is funny to say because you're talking about if they win it again. Right. Two out of three Super Bowls probably should have won a third. You know, a great dynasty yeah. in the making. Could they continue with going? Are they going to be able to keep all these guys around? You've got to keep the quarterback around. That's a terrible situation for the front office yeah. because – you know, because if I, you honestly, sign him, you're basically ending the dynasty because you're not going to be able to sign other people. Unless he lights up the world and plays the whole season like Flacco did the playoffs. See, people got blinded because he played well in the playoffs. They right. ignored his regular right. season no, ped- I, pedigree there. But he almost played him out of the playoffs and then played him in <laughs> into the Super Bowl championship. Game, right. Because yeah. I, I think the front office has to think he looks good because he is good. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about yeah. it. He's obviously a top 10 quarterback in this league. I mean, I you know a lot of people would want to put him in the top three, and I'm a hell no. Top five, I would say no. Top ten, easy. Well, he doesn't have to deflate the football. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't no. even believe that. I just said it. But, I mean, funny. yeah, he's worth the money. He's not worth that amount of money. I would say you could put the, the – I think he deserves on par and probably a little better than Cam Newton because he's got the rings and ring or rings. You can also game. make the argument Cam Newton has done – He's made the playoffs last year. I want to say he has done more with less because he really hasn't done more. Right. <laughs> like, you know, but, like, you know, if you take into account, I, know, I mean, they traded away all of Cam Newton's wide receivers. At the same time, you could say they don't really have any yeah, good wide receivers. Any, right. Yeah. And they went and got arguably the best player. In the alternate universe, I'd love to see what Cam Newton would do with that. Seahawks. Well, see, and that's the crazy thing. Like, and we, I know it doesn't work like that, but you always, they always talk like, I would love to see what so-and-so would do. And the one I always come back to, I w- what would Peyton Manning have done on the Patriots? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. And there's no way you could ever argue that. And, what would happen? See, but th- and that's the thing. Like, and I'm obviously I don't know. You Peyton can't Manning argue. fan. Right. If you put Peyton Manning on the Patriots, Peyton Manning had weapons. Right. Like Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and right. Edwin James and Joseph Adai for a time. He never really had a defense which the Patriots had. Right. You know, but so – would he been the one making names out of at the end of later later is Wes Welker, but at the beginning of the year you're not you're talking about right. these no names at wide receiver. Right. And that's Roy the, Brown, right? You know, who played DB at times. Right. They pulled the Charles Woodson Michigan move, and we're playing him on both sides of the ball. Like, I, I love that conversation. I'm yeah. like, what if you would switch him? Absolutely. 
if Cam Newton were in that situation, what how how good would the Seahawks be? It, but and then you, I look at it this way though: Cam Newton is a better athlete, better prototypical size for a quarterback. But I don't think he has it upstairs like Russell Wilson no, does. No, not so. I'm which not, is more important? Right, exactly. <laughs> Oh my I don't gosh. envy the Seahawks front know. office is what I'm saying. They're because, in a no-win situation. Yeah, because if they sign him now and he's the tank, the, the program's screwed. Right. If they don't sign him and he explodes and they send him to a massive contract, the program's screwed. They almost have to be – they have to get those financial guys and be great negotiators. All the lawyers and agents got to meet up. They got to get a contract that's above Ken Newton but nowhere up into – they kind of have to work a deal like Tannehill. Well, because and here's the other thing. He's getting paid. Here's the other thing. I hear from what I've heard – He's looking for large amounts of guaranteed money, and that's where I negotiate. That's where I say, all right, well, you're not going to be making $22 million a year, but, you know, we'll give you, I don't know. I'm just literally making numbers up here, but let's say we give you five years, $80 million, but it's all guaranteed. Now, yeah, that, just, see, to me, that's, that's worse than giving him the 110 Like, you know, you give him $115 million, Making him the highest paid player in football, you know, but it's not all guaranteed. You know, he right. ends up at like sixty million guaranteed. I think yeah. sixty million guaranteed, like it's not. Good lord. But I don't know. You make yeah. it all guaranteed, or not all, but if you make a large portion of it guaranteed, and also you're going to see that that would be an interesting to see how that affects other contracts. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right. To recap, we both agree. Seahawks at I the think top. Seahawks by are far. I think they're running away with it. I think. Easily 12 wins. I think they could push 13. I still think it's a good division. I mean, the 49ers, I think, are going to fall off. But I think I like the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be good this year. I think the, the Cardinals, if Carson Palmer can stay healthy, I think they're going to be good this year. I don't think they're running away with it. If Carson Palmer is healthy, yeah, I, I think they could get 10 to 11. I, I'm not counting on being healthy the whole season, so I have him back at, at 9, maybe 10. Bet. Um, but I think the Rams nine to ten and are in front of them. I think both challenge for wild card. We agree, Forty ers in the basement. So that's the NFC West. We did the AFC West last week. Uh, we're both in agreement on our division picks, and both, um, and we go with the same teams from last year. But one, we're not so sure right. on the Broncos, but we're both all like, in on the Seahawks. How can you pick against Peyton Manning? I mean, I know we saw last year what could be the start to this kind of slide, but I still. Do you trust Philip Rivers more, like in the AFC? You know, like I, right, yeah. If I have to pick, I'm picking Peyton. Manning. Right. All right. So no show next week. It's Fourth of July weekend. We're gonna hang out with our friends and family, and um, you know, just let you all enjoy the holiday weekend. So I will say, since we won't be on next week, I'll say happy anniversary to my wife. Uh, we got married on the Fourth of July, and we'll be celebrating our sixth anniversary this Saturday. Crazy time flies. So man. happy anniversary to Kelly, and me. But I'll say it to her. Yeah, <laughs> probably happier for you. <laughs> um, thanks for that. So, um, any other shout outs um, over the next two weeks? My brother in law's birthday was just this past week. Our happy birthday uh, to Garrett. My new brother in law. Yes, just a um, few weeks. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's it. Yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I'll probably kick myself after I, I see something pop up this week, but um, I think that's it. So, we'll be back in two weeks. On, I think it's July 12th we'll be here, and we'll start the um, next set of divisions, which we'll be doing the AFC South. So we'll talk all things Jaguars, Titans, Texans, and Colts on uh, the show on episode 180 on Sunday, July 12th at 6.30 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio and Ustream.
So thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 179th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening at 6.30 for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Rap. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes Store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.